People deluded, I'm back again. Good morning and I hope you're all doing well and safe. And welcome back to another edition of the Deluded Podcast, the DG Podcast, the Really and Truly Podcast. I checked the analytics and the numbers are moving up. So as usual, thank you to everybody supporting the thing, whether you're, you know, you've been a long time DG supporter or you've just stumbled across my content on YouTube and been redirected to Spotify, Apple and the rest of the streaming platforms. You know, if you just found me on those things, I don't mind. Please make sure you're following or the appropriate you know hitting the follow button or the appropriates on all these socials obviously links to all my other socials are in the description and while i say good morning of course much like my youtube vids good morning good afternoon good evening and if it is a case good night to all of you whatever time you're watching this and whatever time zone you're at um, I hope you're well and safe, like I said. Arsenal fans, I hope you've got a spring in your step because we took three points and it's an important week for us. I'm not talking about Arsenal versus West Brom. I know Sam Allardyce doesn't like us, but I'm focusing on the Europa League. Obviously, today you've got, uh, you know, you've got you got PSG versus Man City, Man City versus PSG. Better yet, you know, there's a lot to get through. I say a lot, there isn't too much to get through, people, um, in, in, that, in that regards, people. Obviously... You know, themes of the week, social media, blackouts and things like that. You know, that's where I, I might start, you know, before we get into the football and whatnot. This social media blackout business, it's nonsense to me. Like, the, 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 and, and don't get it twisted. Let me explain specifically because there's always a few geniuses. I know the majority of you understand what I'm getting at. The majority of you are able to, um, you know, use your brain. That's why, you, you know... That's why the DG community is the way it is, because I pride myself on having, you know, followers and supporters of my content and people around me that speak sense. But you always get ignorant people. Now, for me, this whole, what's the new one the Premier League say? No room for racism. And then they've added anywhere or they say something like challenge it, report it, change it. And then they're talking about the social media abuse. I understand the blackout. I understand wanting to do it. I'm not saying abuse is nice, but what is this going to solve? It's more virtual signaling. It's more feel good do nothing like it's just performative really and truly it's like the knee now they're bringing out videos talking about the knee but we're not really watching it you know when we're going into games we're not talking about the knee social media you're going to be back today and you know it only goes so deep and these these accounts you these twitters and instagram and people that you want to make changes i'm not saying clubs should tear up their profiles but they know you're going to be back they know you're going to be back. So what's going to change? And, and and sadly, you know, racists or idiots or anyone that wants to, sp- to have viral abuse, are they not going to just wait 72 mi- mi- um, hours? Like, I'm not saying I have the answers. I'm not saying, I'm not criticising anyone, but do people not get bored of this, this performance acts? Because, yeah, it might make you feel good about yourself. It makes you feel you're raising cause to a, uh, a self, but it's not doing anything. And I think a lot of people do it for ego we live in a day and age where people want to be seen saying the right thing so i think that's some nonsense on the topic of that i'm sure you've all seen obviously man united versus liverpool was postponed this week because of scenes now allegedly it was um important to remember while there's rumors of flares being thrown sadly as stewart whether he got hit up in or out of the stadium apparently you know protests inside the stadium were cool you know outside the stadium obviously things happen now i i stand with the united fans i think you deserve your 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 right to to protest you know i don't think standing around saying kumbaya is going to make a change you go through anything in history you know if the slaves said oh let us free let us free let us free would it happen or did you have to start riots civil rights this very country england versus germany if they said oh german please leave us alone please leave us alone do you think anything would have changed in the war violence and again 
I sympathise with any person that's just, you know, any innocent bystander. When I'm seeing that stew, it looked like, I don't want to speculate, but it looked like either something was thrown in his face or he might have been slashed with something. I feel sorry for him, you know. I'm going off Sunis' words. If a flare is thrown at them man there, the Sky Sports pundits, of course, no one advocates violence. No one no one wants anyone to get hurt and things like that. But it's like, what do man expect? And I think it's funny how, you know, well, actually, it's not funny. It's a bit irrelevant for me as a young black man. Listen, like I said, shout out to your night, shout out to what they're doing, but it's just, it's just for me, the language and the aggression used in football, where's this energy? And I'm not talking directly about United, but, you know, we've been moving mad for the Super League, getting owners out. Where's this energy for racism? If the man them put pressure on their clubs to fix racism, they're going to put that at UEFA's doorstep, and I guarantee you, you would see direct action, but then again, it don't affect everybody. So it's pretty, it's pretty thingy, and I'm seeing a lot of pundits, a lot of people that, um, that condemn a lot of other protests, they're finding logic with this, you know. And it's funny how, you know, in a, in something like this, the vast like it's listen to the language, people. The vast majority of people, as they said, the vast majority of people acted fine. It's a small minority, you know. They've yet to be branded thugs. When there's other walks of life or other protests, it's a problem. And one thing I'm scared about, we all know these Tories, they want to ban protests, they want to silence the little man and woman as more more so than they're already doing, you know. When they look at things like this and obviously other things that have happened in, in, in society, this gives fuel to the fire now. That's just me. I stand with the United fans. Like I said, sympathy to anyone that's hurt, hurt, got hurt. But I sympathise with the United fans because what do you expect them to do? They've been protesting. Man, bear man are saying, oh, United fans ain't protesting with Charles Ferguson. I, I, I feel two ways about that because on one hand, yes, they was. They actually was, you know, these green and yellow fl um, f um, flags, um, scarves and whatnot. I'm no United fan. But they they've been about for a hot minute, people. Do you get? It? So there's also there's also that. Also, you know, for the United fans, they've tried. People get peed off, man. You know, the club is not reflected. You know, again, a lot of people say, oh, if United were winning, if Cronkay was doing his thing at Arsenal, no one would be. What reason would you have to? Because that would be running the football club as it's supposed to be, you know? Instead, you're not. You know, why do you think the Man City fans and the Chelsea fans, the, the language is different for Roman Abramovich? Because, they, you know, Roman and the... And the less so, I'd say less so much the the, the the people who own City because their money is different, isn't it? Let's be real, they're businessmen. But you, you know 100% Roman Abramovich cares about Chelsea. You know the City dons care. Look at, you know, Chelsea, you know, he delivered Chelsea's first title within 50 years when Jose took over. You know, he cares about the club. That's why the Chelsea fans, it's not so much an attack at him. It's a little slap on the wrist. Don't do that again. Don't ruin the heritage of the game. Same goes for City. For Arsenal and Chelsea, I'm speaking more so for my clock. I can't really speak for the United. It's like, okay, cool. You've been taking the piss for years, pardon my language. And then you think you have a divine right to join Super League. You know, again, you're taking the piss, you know. And again, for United, for me, for me, Obviously, you know, the only thing I'm scared of is that, you know, to make a change in life, it can't be one and done, innit? United fans know this and I hope they do it again. I hope every fan does it again, you know, keep the same energy because the Glazers probably think, oh, you know, these lot will like children, they'll stomp their feet, they'll get over it. Nah, United fans, Arsenal fans, Spurs fans, never let these owners be in any shadow of a doubt. Even if you win any competition, any goal, yeah, give credit where due, but never let them forget the man they have to leave the club. Like I said... And also Gary Nev, like you know, Gary Nev has spoke on the Glazers before, but I just question. I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying he's not legitimate, but I question his motives because he, 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 he I'm very wary of people that want to be seen saying the right things. You know, he has spoken about racism and the Glazers before, but you know, there's, it's cool to speak about racism and stand up. You know, there 
was only a few people that was on it. Gary Neville was not one of them. Then he's coming and telling us stories about Sterling. Now, any t- chance there is to speak about racism, he's put himself at the forefront. The same with the Glazers. You know, G- Gary Neville's trying very hard to be the people's champ. You're not the people's champ, bro. You're not. It's not you. Allow it, fam. It's as simple as that. I don't get what Gary Neville's on. I have to question the motives because why? Why? Where's this energy now? I'd love to hope from a human point of view. You know, you was oblivious to certain things. The penny drops, but I know that don't work like that. Certain people. I'm by no means. I've said it before, and I say it again. I'm by no means comparing Gary Neville to Piers Morgan because I actually like Gary Neville. I think Gary Neville's a decent human being. A lot of these things cannot be said for Piers Morgan. Of course, absolute scumbag. Um, you know, Piers Morgan's a shadow of a man. One thing he ha- he does have the ability to, he's actually a good interview, I'll give him that, as much as he's a, a scumbag, but to call him something else there, um, probably a jacket. But, um, uh, you know, one thing I think they do share in common is they have this knack of putting themselves at the front of a conversation and being seen, talking about it and seen, seen saying the right things. I think that's that. You know, why are you now speaking about Because when Raheem Sterling's confided in you, you're not showing bravery to speak. You're only speaking when, when it's cool. You know, the owners, when last did you come out about this? Talking about Super League, Super League, Super League. Do you care about the Super League? Do you really care about the Super League? Or was it, you know, you was losing the pundits? Your bosses at Sky, they were onto you. Because they show themselves time and time again, people. Time and time again. And I, I, I one thing I don't agree with is, you know, I have seen small sections of people... You know, in relation to Jamie Carragher and, and Gary Neff saying they're inciting violence and things on the socials and taking to the streets. I guess you could say yes, based on the language a few weeks ago, but every man and woman is free to their own devices. I don't think you can condemn them for doing that. I don't think you can make this just about United. The one thing I'll say is when United fans did go on the pitch, no one wanted to play 11 aside. No one tried to score a volley or something, do them, you know, do a wheel tour the side. I would have tried to think. Obviously... It sets a precedent because when you look at it, you know, for me, if you want change, you do something like that. Again, I'm just speaking of protest. Other clubs might be getting inspiration from this. Obviously, in a day and age of COVID, you don't want everybody congregating and things like that as much as we can, you know, beyond the distancing measures. Um, And obviously, you know, I don't, you know me, people, as a young black male, you know, me and police, it's not a thing in it. Like, so I'm very wary of people being hurt by the police and obviously you know when it's stuff like this and it's mad numbers it's aggression 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 there's none there's none of the talking thing and i don't want innocent people to get hurt people again and like i said you know any stewards that's been hit up you know sadly in war there is casualties i'm not i'm not condoning it at all i am i sympathize with that no one should therefore have life-changing injuries or any injuries going to work he's just an innocent person but what i will say is you know the clubs are disgraced you know i'd say for the I'd say more so the authorities, because let's be real, yeah, it weren't quite the same, but did United fans not block the, the, the Carrington training ground? Apparently, there was talk of this happening. It's a big game anyways. Yes, fans are not allowed in and all of these things, but it's, I, I won't say they predicted this was going to happen, but let's be real, the police have socials, you know? They knew that something was going to happen, so why did they react too soon? Because now, who's you know, who's been cost? There's a next game that has to be replayed again. For United, when is that going to be scheduled for the players? Again, I don't think the players should be concerned because it's not a player's thing. It's an owner's thing. And anyone that should be concerned is the Glazers. And, you know, if I was any member of the Glazers, you know, (coughs) I mean, of of anyone connected to United, whether you're stewards or whatever, I'd be looking at the Glazers real funny because your direct actions has, has, has led to some innocent people being hit up. Now, everybody's free will. Obviously, what I hope as well is... 
I hope nobody loses their job. I'm seeing man throw cameras. I'm seeing someone actually just jogging around, jogging around, jogging around Old Trafford. Is he trying to be a ref? But, you know, obviously a lot of people are bait face and, you know, once that's put online, you know, people can lose jobs. And I don't, especially in a day and age like this, you don't want no one to lose any job really because you're seeing how tough it is. Obviously, there's a lot of cutbacks and whatnot. So it's been a bit of a madness in relation to, you know, in, in relation to midweek. You know, I did want to watch Liverpool versus Man United. First, it was it was suspended and then it wasn't. You know, even they even found time to even talk about Paul Pogba. Sky Sports were, were, were rambling in that, in my opinion, people. Um, we'll get into the Premier League and stuff, but, we, you know, we started backwards today so we might as well continue people on the task of on the topic better yet of the super league and all of those things apparently the fa has opened an inquiry into an into an attempt to form a breakaway euro european super league so again we're trying to put a a, 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 a question to this as you lot know or if you've been under a rock and you don't know for the last month 12 clubs with six from england announced that they would be breaking away from existing european competition and setting up their old 20 team super league obviously you saw the football world didn't accept it um and then it got long people and a lot of chief executives of the six had to resign you know Vinay in Arsenal's case and Woodward in that case you know whatever has to be said from their participation in the Premier League people apparently the Premier League have also said they will hold clubs accountable for their actions around the Super League and I think it's a bit funny hearing the FA and the Premier League speak I, I just think there's no honour among thieves you're all pointing at fingers at each other and saying you're all dirty you're all the same you're, you're all birds of the same of the same feathers of the same wing really and truly you know it's crazy out here, people. So we'll have to see. But in a statement, I'm not going to read this all out. Since we became aware of the Europe European Super League, our priority and focus has been on preventing it from happening both now and in the future. And I don't know where I stand on that because on in in principle, away from the greed and all these things, if man are not happy with something, clubs are not happy, I don't mind it because the Premier League, you lot don't care. You lot monopolise the Premier League. You lot are just cool because it's here. Sky Sports don't care. They just want the TV rights. FA, you don't care. And I damn well ain't got time for the FA because if you can't deal with racism, I don't really give a crap really and truly about none of this if I'm completely honest with you. As much as I didn't want the Super League, you know, it's F the clubs. It's F you, man. It's like none of you, man, are my sighters. I'm not rocking with none of you. You're all ops. You're like, this is, you know, you're all dirty. You're all fat cat, dirty See you next Tuesdays. Let's keep it PG. Um, throughout this period, we've been organ we've been in ongoing discussions with the government, the Premier League, and UEFA. So once you hear government are trying to get them involved, in particular, we've been discussing legislation with the government that would allow us to prevent any similar threat in the future, so that we can protect the English football pyramid. You mean protect your pockets? You don't care about football heritage or the football or the football pyramid. Let's not lie. You know, let's not lie. The skies out here saying victory for the fans. It's victory for you, man. Fans ain't won nothing. Nothing yet. Nothing. Anyways, last week we started an official inquiry into the formation of the European Super League and the involvement of six clubs. Let's be real. People that the, the, the higher the higher class that, that work at these football clubs, you know, the owners, etc., people just be in front of the manager, yeah? Uh, all these top clubs at the FA, at the Premier League, at UEFA, you're all boys. Publicly, you might condemn it, but you're all boys. You know, is it is it unfeasible, unfeasible really, if that's even a word to to fathom people that you know I might be the Arsenal chairman and I'm saying we're leaving, or or my owner said we're leaving, 
but I've been at work dinners or industry events with this Premier League guy and I've got his phone. Do we we know this wasn't the clubs didn't just wake up on the Sunday they announced this and came with this. You know, they've internally agreed, they've they've internally consulted individually, collectively. You don't think they've sought the advice of people that have worked or do work in the away for Premier League or in fact the government. Let's be serious, people. Let's be listen, these people might be be smarter than us, but we're street smart people. We're on the ground. They don't they can't fool us. Really? I'm, I might be playing devil's advocate, but really, people, this is why I don't trust none of them. They're all on this, you know. Moving on. Once we have the required information, we will consider what appropriate steps to take. Clearly, what happened was unacceptable and could have caused great harm to clubs at every ling- every level Sorry, of English football. The fans played a vital and impactful role in helping to stop the European Super League from happening. We understand their frustrations. Um, I went on to say, however, we cannot condone the violence violent and criminal behaviour that took place before the scheduled Man United versus Liverpool match, which the FA is now investigating. Um, I don't know what that has to do with the Super League directly. Well, indirectly, of course, but I don't think there was a need to mention that. I don't know. You know, I can't speculate on violence and all of these sort of things because I never saw nothing. Obviously, you know, you want people to stay safe and whatnot, people. Apparently, police are to investigate um, after, an, uh, the, even in the, obviously, you know, officers were harmed. And apparently, officers were punching up fans, you know. Police are to investigate after an officer appeared to punch a fan at a United protest. Will they get justice? I don't know. Because you're seeing, you know, you saw a, a policeman get jailed for minimal years for breaking a, a young man, an old man's leg. You also saw them, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've all seen the report over here in England now. There was a severely little, um, severely mentally ill little black girl and they've tasered her and done all sorts of fuckery pardon my language you know the police in this country are very aggressive they're taught to bully people you know especially minorities you know so again it is what it is I can't lie it's very hard to have sympathy for them you know I bear a scar on my face because of being attacked by police you know I've got scars on my wrist you know all throughout my in fact there was one time yeah I did. I think it was my Charlie Gilmore interview, my the written one. I was feeling, you know, that was the first sort of real goal for me as a, as deluded. You know, I was feeling good. I was coming home from work, people. I was coming home from work. I'm in a suit and that, you know. Do you know how many times I've been stopped on the top of my road and been, you know, rugby tackled and bare man on me and and grabbing you up, making you look like a criminal. These times I'm in I'm in a work shirts and that. I got the Metro in my hand. Um, what's the other newspaper? The finance one as well. City AM. They're telling me there's AMs and all these things. They're taught to. They're not taught to police minorities. So I don't have. It's hard for me to have sympathy for police. I do see them as the enemy. I'm not being silly. Of course, we need some sort of law in this land. Of course, we need government governance. But not from them, man. There, man. Like they need to. You know, it's, it's systematically racist. It's you know, it is what it is. And not only that, police have a problem with class as well. You know, because the way you know they're racist to my, to me with my black skin. You know, the way they will talk to a middle class white man and an upper class white man is completely different. They'll rough him up the same way and they could, wrong is wrong. More time, the upper class man will be in the wrong. But it's all, it's all cool because you know how this, the, the world isn't, isn't fair, unfortunately, man. It's absolutely appalling, people. It's sad. Um, in other news as well, again, I don't want to expand on it, car. I don't like to talk about F3 like that. But apparently a teenager has been charged with harassment after Neil Mupe was sent death threats. Hopefully he gets the book thrown at him in whatever that is. I'm not even going to expand on that story because... We all know how people move mad. Um, you know, we'll get onto the Champions League in a bit, but as you lot know, there's rumours that Kylian Mbappe has travelled, but remains a doubt. Varane is out for the Chelsea game. We'll have to see what happens, obviously. Um, let's get back onto football now, people. So, yeah, just a recap. We spoke on the Super League. We spoke on the social media blackout. What else did we speak on there, folks, people? 
um, police. We spoke on, you know, the Premier League. We, we spoke on quite a few things in that opening segment. So let's get into football now, people. Now, boy, West Ham could get Europe, you know, you know. You know, Burnley Burnley had a bit of fight and that, but West Ham did what they needed to do, really. Mikel Antonio on fire, grabbed a little brace as they came from behind after, you know, conceding a penalty. Um, I think they did their job, you know. I think, um, what's his name? Ben Rama. Did he not put in a lovely cross for someone? He had a good game. And, you know, United, um, West Ham United, dare to dream, you know. Dare to dream is there. You know, if you want Europe, it's there for you and you deserve it based on the season. When you team, when when you see teams excelling like Leicester a couple of years ago, well, even last year, really, to agree, when they went out of the top four, um, you know, West Ham right now, people always looking at when is they going to drop off, when they're going to drop off. West Ham haven't done that. They're so close yet so far. I say so far because the job isn't done. David Moyes, it'll be, you know, your best season post Manchester United. For these players, it'll be lovely, you know. Again, you... You always like underdogs, you know, they've been playing well enough to deserve Europe, so hopefully they can get it, you know. I'm, I would love West Ham to get the Champions League, you know, but it probably will be a Europa League thing, but either way, that's decent, man. That's a good reward, you know, finishing fifth. That's the, This is the best season I've seen from West Ham, man. It's down to them to expand on it, to improve, you know, but they did what they needed to do, you know. They could have made it 3-1, for now's had a chance, couple other players had chances in the game, but they did what they needed to do, man. You know, no goals or assists from Lingard, you know, you're letting down the FPL this week, but it's cool, we move in it. So West Ham yesterday defeated Burnley two goals to one. You know, West Brom, who we've got on, on Sunday, again, they're down, their faint hopes of staying in the league are gone now, people, obviously. You know, they did equalise in the game. Um, but, you know, it's enough for them to go down. They're playing for pride and West Brom will be playing in the championship. And I don't rate too many of their players. Definitely not Darnell Furlong. Um, but you'd imagine Maitland-Niles won't be there. Conor, Conor Gallagher will probably move on. A couple other players can get moves. I feel, you know, Pereira surely can play Premier League football. Um elsewhere people so yeah their 1-1 one, one draw against Wolves isn't good enough so Burnley won I mean Burnley won West Ham 2-1 two, 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 to West Ham it was 1-1 one, one in the Midlands derby the Black Country derby between Wolverhampton Wanderers and obviously West Bromwich Albion um, Spurs won four goals to nil against against Sheffield United Gareth Bell hat-trick what's that his first hat-trick since 2012 you know Son was Son was very good for one of the assists if I can remember correctly Son got disallowed a goal for, for off, um, offside he made Made sure he scored and what a firecracker that was. You know, what what goal would I say was Bell's best one? Shout out to Aurier for two assists as well. And, you know, Aurier, as you lot know or don't know, Aurier is Muslim as well. So it was nice to see him being given a couple minutes to break his fast and things. And as I've said already, I've got massive respect for... Muslim footballers, especially during during Ramadan, like you, you know, for me, you cannot see that these players are dropping are dropping off. You know, I haven't seen you know Mane's up for it, Ziyech, Mares, again, you know takes great strength to fast in it like it's a mental thing oh yeah the hunger is something but it's a mental thing and especially in a sport like football where you need fluids you need this you need that you need the third i respect it man they have they have nothing but my respect and admiration that what more can i say on that regards man and Aurier from a footballing point of view two two assists you know bail what goal would i say i prefer the best <clears throat> the third was good the second was good the first the first was good you know good good smart bit of play 
you know, I think Aurier did well for the third, but I'd say the second, man, because that was rifled in, really, of sorts. And I'd say the second, really. We know Sheffield United are not good in it. Let's be real, you know, Brewster, I don't know how you, you know, I don't know how you conned Liverpool into that. You're a talented young striker. I can't see it in Brewster. He's done his thing at Swansea. I think he's decent. He, I used to watch him at England level, but I can't see as a Premier League footballer. Like, he, what, he's flat-footed half the time. He watches everything. I can't lie. His confidence looks on the floor. You know, again, a lot of those players... You wouldn't pick up too many, like Sander Burgess there. You wouldn't buy too many, you know. You wouldn't, none of these players would be sought after. So they're playing for pride, really. You know, Toby Alderweireld had some lovely passes on him, man. And, you know, did he not grab an assist for Bell's goal? And either way, Deli Ali was making good runs. I think Deli Ali had, had an encouraging performance, you know, a couple cheeky little nutmegs. And again, I don't know what's the problem with Ndombele, but, you know, Ryan Mason's allowed to pick his team in the way he wants. Um, Pardon me, I think Lacelso, you know, Lacelso caught a nasty little gash to the head. I can't lie, I don't know how Flex got away with that. To me, it's looked like he's. I'm not saying a man's malice, but to me, people, it's looked like he's looked down. It looked like he had time to move his foot, and I don't know what him and Lacelso have been on to in, been on in, or if anything. But it looked a bit naughty, in my opinion. How VAR never done nothing, I don't know. You know, Harry Kane, with the chances he was given, was quite wasteful, and I just think Kane was just dropping too much. Like I'm seeing him. Just, I know he does it anyways, but he's too concerned with playmaking. Just stay up front, bro. You don't need to do that against Sheffield United. It's not that deep, really and truly. You know, And don't be late for, for me not to see him play any minutes against Sheffield, um, especially a team where they're not going to offer anything on the offensive. Um, and to see him not play against... Um, in the Cat Yarabel, you know, I don't know how long Ryan Mason's going to be there. And Ryan Mason's allowed to pick the team in, his, in the image he wants, as any manager is, you know. Is this another Ndombele storyline, really? Because it looks like Ryan Mason's picking his friends again, a bit like Mikel Arteta with El Nene and Chambers. Um, again, maybe you know, I'll, I always say crap midfielders go with the crap midfielders, and they don't like not saying anyone in, in Spurs is crap. But it's like you know, Mikel Arteta, he weren't the best of midfielders at Arsenal Football Club. You know, is it is it is it any coincidence? Rebels are getting an opportunity. You know, you look at Ryan Mason. Is it any coincidence? The real ballers are not playing, and the Harry Winks and these sort of men are the ones playing again. People revert to type. People see themselves in things. <laughs> I'm a bit sour because although I've got nothing to do with Spurs, I'm a big Ndombele fan, and I can't understand how a man can't get 90 minutes against Sheffield United. They're gonna be on the back foot anyways. They're gonna def try defend anyways. They're barely gonna offer anything. You know, yeah. In the second half, Sheffield tried a bit more, and they, you know, they actually looked like they wanted to try and offer a threat, but you know, they got put to the sword really and truly. The scoreline is they are <laughs> like Spurs for Sheffield nil. I won't go as far as to say it's a, it's a bounce back. And, and whatnot, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this is a tonic for Spurs fans. Because obviously, you would have loved to have won the final, but you get back on it. You know, mathematically, you can still finish top four. You can still finish in Europe, and you know that's important. So, just do what you can in terms of you know if you could blood couple young players in, give people a bit of form and whatnot. You know, Bell got a hat trick, and I guess the question is, is Bell going to stay permanently? I mean, or, or on another loan? Again, time will tell, but I think no. But it is where it is in that regards, people. So, yeah, man. Spurs 4, Sheffield United 0. Um, Chelsea won 2-0 against Fulham. They did what they needed to do. You've got to give Havertz his flowers, people. I think Havertz had a very good game. I can't lie, Havertz's goal was a great goal from a Chelsea perspective. But, you know, Fulham have shown why they're going down. Like I can't believe he's been allowed to make that run un unchecked and unmarked. You know, I think Mason Mount also had a good game. 
I think Chelsea actually, by their own standards, struggled in the final third. I don't think they was as clinical as they could have been. Um, I think it was lovely to see Billy Gilmore start. I think he struggled initially, but this is what you need to see, people. You know, he got to he got with it as the game went on. He needs to be out of his comfort zone. It's all good and fine and dandy, badding up under twenty threes. This is the big boy leagues and. I think it was a good vote of confidence for him and he would have learned a lot, people. Um, like I said, I think Havertz had a very good game. His link-up play, his movement. I can't lie, I'm a big Hakim Ziyech fan, but I can't let him get away with it. He missed a sitter in that game as well. Um, yeah, man, Fulham are down, really. You know, mathematically, they can still stay up and they're putting in encouraging performances. But it's it's a myth, really and truly. They're not. It's, it's done. Like, the job is done. You know, a, a brace from Kai Havertz in the 10th and 49th minute did his thing. Gives him a bit of confidence. Maybe might have even played his way into the lineup going into uh, going into tomorrow's game. Um, second leg against Real Madrid. I don't know that, but it could be the case, people. Um Obviously, Arsenal, so, so yeah, Chelsea won 2-0. You know, there was a couple of 2-0 victories. Arsenal also won 2-0. We've done the double over someone this season and it's not been done, done over us. Newcastle nil, Arsenal 2, thank God Joe Willock's ineligible to play now. It, it, the game felt a bit like when we played Sheffield United recently, West Brom to a degree as well. I might be missing somebody else out in that. We're through, man. I mean, in that the team, this team is dead. The team that we're playing, they're dead. They're low on confidence. You know, they're sitting back and respecting us. Arsenal also one of the best teams when there's next to no pressure in the game. So we're always going to win that. It was lovely to actually see us passing the ball forward, people making runs and all those sort of things. Um, lovely to score in the fifth minute. When do Arsenal start well and also have a goal to match? Shout out El Nene and the fact that we don't score enough from midfield. You know, we don't score enough from midfield. We're not mad defensive in midfield. We can't dictate the tempo of a game. You struggle to see what Arsenal's midfield is, but it is what it is. Good goal from El Nene. You know, fantastic ball from David Luiz. Shout out to Bellerin for being involved. Also, Martinelli had an encouraging game, as you guys saw, people, and he got an assist for Aubameyang. Obviously, I'm happy Aubameyang got 70-odd minutes, grabbed a goal. He starts for me at the week uh, uh, on Thursday. Martinelli, obviously, I think he took a bit while he took a while to get get going, but he put Murphy on toast. I'd love to see him start. Louise would have started for me. Unfortunately, he's injured, and I don't know the status on that, but it's unfortunate about that. Obviously, happy nobody came through. Apart from that, everyone came through unscarved. Everyone uns, um, unscathed. Everyone's got minutes in the leg. We kept a clean sheet. We scored early. We scored two goals. You know. I did think Newcastle respected us a bit more. I thought they were going to be in our faces a bit more because Arsenal's form is on the floor. It doesn't matter who we've got in that regards. But they sat off. We played good football. You know, we didn't have to rely on Saka and Smith Rowe and these guys. We did what we needed to do, people. It's just a shame that it really means nothing. You're always playing for something. It's three points and pride, but it means nothing, in it, really and truly? You know, as poor as Arsenal have, you know, if we look back in the table, psh, you're not in the top four shouts or it going into it. You're not even doing what West Ham's doing for your own fault. You know, you struggle to show consistently, see, or you've been consistent, consistent in being inconsistent. So it is what it is, people, really, really and truly. You know, shout out to Matt Ryan. I think Leno is the better keeper, but I think Matt Ryan probably should start the rest of the Premier League games um, because he's more of a calming influence and because I think his form is better, people. So what can I say? Arsenal actually won a game of football, you know. Finally, the curse has ended. We failed to do that against Fulham. We failed to do that against Everton. Um, 
And obviously, we did what we needed to do against Newcastle people. Obviously, them games there are at home. We get back on the on on the away game trot and we win people. So yeah, we've got another away game again. I mean, another home game against West Bromwich Albion. You know, in a sense of they follow the same vein for me of Sheffield, of of Newcastle, of Brighton at the time. And that the man there, you know, we play, we're bucking them at the right time. They're quite poor in terms of football. It is what it is in that regards, people. Um, so yeah, man, Crystal Palace. I think they fought hard. They tried a thing. It was funny seeing Zaha try bowling out, and when he realised it was Fernandinho, he stopped that acting. People, you know, Sergio Aguero isn't gonna be there too long, but you know, two goals in two minutes from him and Ferran Torres sealed it for Man City. And you know, Aguero was a. I thought he was gonna bang it with his left foot. So when he done that with his right, that's saying nothing. Obviously, this is his last season, and. He's doing what he can to confirm the title. You know, City would have confirmed the title today. Well, this is this week, obviously, if what happened in the Liverpool United United Liverpool game did not happen. Mendy in the second half for me, I'm 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 very critical on Mendy. I think he's a social media man. I don't think he's a footballer, but I feel for Man City in the second half, he did he did bit still. He, he tried he tried a thing. I know he got an assist, but you know I just think it was the mentality. Obviously, you haven't seen Ake play too many games, and it was nice for him. Obviously, this is the, the team he played is probably the rotated side. This the majority of these players probably will not play against against PSG. You know, for me, Fernandinho definitely plays. Um, I'll play Cancelo and Laporte and obviously Edison. But I don't expect to see Mendy, Ake, Sterling based on his form. Maybe even well, Rodrigo could play because Fernandinho's there. But Fernandinho gets the nod on. But either way, City move closer to getting the title. Leeds got hand got handed got handed a, a, a tough blow really because you know Ben White playing against his former loan club they dealt with and Brighton dealt with Leeds I'm sure you all saw that fantastic goal from Danny Welbeck he scored a couple decent finishes this season nice to see Danny playing fit and doing his little thing for Brighton in his own way man obviously Pascal Gross scored the penalty then in the 79th minute he's um, Welbeck and Brighton got their second and completed a two 0 victory I think Leeds were just caught cold if I'm completely honest with you they were just second best in many departments um Aston Villa completed a 2-1 victory over over um over Everton as you lot know Ollie Watkins you know a man who wants to play for England has been in the England squad got the score got 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 Aston Villa off to a good start before another one who wants to get called up to England Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored as well obviously with the game 10 minutes from time uh, uh Angwell Ogazi scored and took all three points for Aston Villa people before that or prior to that better yet you obviously saw Southampton and Leicester um, draw 1-1 Obviously, Johnny Evans gave Johnny Evans equalised for Leicester before Ward Prowse apology scored a penalty. I did not think Vestergaard should have been sent off, and I, I again, you know, I don't, I, I have to watch it again and again and again. But I don't think that's a red card. I don't know what going for the VAR. You know, it's becoming a non-contact sport. It's becoming VAR was to meant to make sure these errors are not there. So how that's happened, I don't know. You know, I think Vestergaard normally he is involved in a lot of clangers, but I think he's been done very unfortunate there. And it tells the tale of the incompetence ref in refereeing and VAR at this current period. So to, to, to recap, people, as you lot can see, or well, you better yet, you can't see, but let me say the score lines again. Over the weekend or the last game week of fixtures, you know, yesterday, well, starting from yesterday all the way back to Friday, West Brom 1, Wolves 1, Burnley 1, West Ham 2, Newcastle 0, Arsenal 2, Spurs 4, Sheffield United 0, Crystal Palace 0, Man City 2, Brighton 2, Leeds 0, Chelsea 2, Fulham 0, 
Everton 1, Aston Villa 2 and it was 1-1 between Southampton and Leicester City people. So make of that what you will. If we look at the table, you know, Man City are on 80 points, United are on 67, you know, Leicester are third with 60 with 63, Chelsea are fourth with 61. West Ham, 58 points. Spurs are just behind them with 56. Liverpool are just behind them with 54. You know, Everton are just behind them in 52. Arsenal effing it up in ninth place at 49. Mathematically, we can still do a thing, but there's four games left. You know, the two people above us have a game in hand. For us, it is unrealistic. You know, I'd say from seventh to... I'd say from seventh to third, it's an interesting one with the last four games. There is no room for error with anyone really and truly um, in that regard, if I'm completely honest with you guys, people. Um, obviously, to wrap this up, folks, you know, we need to look at the, the week to come. Now, that's the... Well, we've, we've had the Premier League this weekend. Make sure you're, you're keeping a mental note. I know I do a lot of content and there's actually watch-alongs every day, people. I'm doing the Champions League today, the Champions League tomorrow, the Europa League on Thursday and a bunch of other live content and content on YouTube in general. Um, but in relation to the DG podcast, you know, it's typically Mondays and Fridays. The way Corona has messed up the league, there's always been a game on, on, on a Monday. So we go on Tuesday. So Tuesdays, Fridays, the work rate don't stop. Make sure, like I said, make sure you're following on Spotify and Apple Music and those things. You're subscribed on YouTube and whatnot. But let's get into the Europa League. Now, obviously, not to recap, we know Arsenal are 2-1 down from the first leg. You know, United done what they needed to do. We need to come back in this game. United did what they needed to do in the first leg, people. They came back, they conceded two cheap goals, but six goals is a healthy platform and you'd back United to score in Italy. You know, for me, I'd love to see it, but Roma don't have a snowballs and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Manchester United are 90 minutes from being in, a, in the cup final and that's well deserved because they've taken care of business. In relation to Arsenal, obviously we're two goals down. I mean, we're, we're a goal down. We're losing 2-1. Obviously, we've got an away goal. If we do score, we complicate things but I think I speak for many Arsenal fans when I say we need a couple because I can see us grabbing two it's when it's the 68th minute and they've scored to complicate things how are we going to react it's a game for mentality that's why I'm I'm upset to not be going into this game allegedly from what the manager said with no Lacazette no Tierney no David Luiz even a Matt Ryan because Leno's quite like a mouse I think it's a game for character I think it's a game for bravery as much as it's a game for tactics and things like that so I, I listen I hope Arsenal do it I'm not going to go as far as to say I think we're going out but it is what it is prepare for the hope for the best prepare for the worst you know if you had to ask me I see a Villarreal Manchester United final of course I would love it to be an all English final in the sense of Arsenal need to get there don't get twisted we'd love a turnaround from Roma but you know as you lot know 8pm on Thursday sees Roma against Manchester United and also Arsenal versus Aston Villa the final will be played in 20, 20 days time from, from Thursday's date as it is on the 26th of May now, if we look at the Champions League, you know, you've got Man City versus PSG today. You've obviously got Real Madrid versus Chelsea tomorrow, the Courtois derby. Now, you know, Man City, let's be real, there were two very dodgy goals, but you take them where you can. They've got away goals. Now, I back PSG to score. I also back City to score. Personally, I think the job is done. I think Man City will be playing in the final. That being said, I will be repping PSG. I will have my PSG shirt on by the time the watch along's there. Make sure you've hit the reminder for those of you that want to be there. So we have to see, you know. PSG are the reason they're behind. Two stupid goals from the whole team. Navas had to take mad responsibilities. Letting across from, from De Bruyne. Yes, the wall could have been stronger for the free kick for Morris. But if those of you that was watching my watch along, I said this is going in. Look at Navas's positioning. Navas is one of the most... He's a good keeper, but he's one of the... I find him incredibly overrated. And when man use things like... 
world class and things. It tells you the state that goalkeeping and the game is, people. It's in the toilet. Like, if that's a man that you class as world class, as a goalkeeper, it's a joke, man. You know, you need to stop confusing being eccentric with being decent. And PSG shot themselves in the foot, you know. To, they have a chance to go to back-to-back finals. Anyone that doesn't make the finals of this Champions League, because I say it with all of them, they all have a great chance, never had a better chance. It's a problem. Obviously, the Chelsea game is close. So it's advantage Chelsea because they do have that away goal. Saying that, you do think probably Real Madrid would score. And, you know, I think Thomas Tuchel got his tactics spot on. I think they they had them. I think Chelsea are going to go through. But you cannot sleep on Real Madrid. They've been around the block. You know, Modric, Kroos, Benzema, even the manager in Zidane. You can't underestimate experience. So it's all, you know, it sounds silly, but I think it's still it's still up in airs, really. You know, I hope both legs are like this. Are like the first legs. I hope people don't, you know, you know when teams are scared and they be a bit pragmatic and it's not really the game we thought it was going to be. And I think definitely these latter stages of the Champions League, one one praise I give it is that they've actually the games have lived up to it. Like Bayern Munich, PSG, nine times out of ten, any other Premier League, any other Champions League season, it's going to be a dead game. It lived up to it. I, you know, I think the first legs of both these games lived up to it as well. They did their thing. Um, and Mbappe, you're going to need to wake up. You know, have they found Mbappe? They're going to need to find him for this game, people, If um, in, in PSG's case. Um, so it is what it is in that regards, people. But I don't think there's anything more to, to be specific on. Like I said, head over to YouTube. I've got a bunch of content. But we spoke about this social media blackout. We spoke about the Premier League. We spoke about Gary Nev. We spoke about rumours of what's going on at Old Trafford. You know, we're speaking about the Open the champs. It's been a fantastic 40 odd minutes, people, with you guys. As usual, I'm always appreciative of all the support. Thank you for your support and taking me in. Please make sure you're following across the necessary outlets. And I'll catch you lot on YouTube. Or if you're not a YouTube guy or, or gal, I'll catch you lot in I'll catch you lot on, on Friday where where I'll obviously be reviewing what's happening in Europe, what's happening in the Champions League, you know, what's happening in football. And obviously we'll be looking towards the Premier League game week coming at the weekend. But it's been fantastic. But all good things have to come to an end, people. On that note, people, deluded, I'm out. Thank you for watching, rocking and supporting and listening to my content. God bless.